This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Pleasure to be able to connect with Alma Pollard. She's the executive director of the Green Times, an eco consultant and a coach, and she's also the frog whisperer. Morning, Alma. <laughs> the frog whisperer. <laughs> no, um, good morning. Great to speak to you and have you back on air. Thanks, Alma. It's good to be back. I want to quickly know about these frog signs that you were talking about. When are they going up? Have they gone up? Can you tell us they where? They're actually being put up right now. Wow. I, I thought they were going to do it yesterday, but they are doing it now. I just got the message. Yeah. So that's just to warn people if there's another migration again um, and there's a telephone number that they would then call and then the whole action plan will jump into action to close up all those roads so, and divert the traffic so that the tro- frogs can safely cross the road. So which road uh, is, are the signs on, Elmer? It's, it's at the crossing between um, the R44 Broadway and, yes. um, and the Beers Road, so in front of, uh, just above the mall, ah. Somerset Mall. Okay, so that's where you stopped the traffic those few weeks ago. Is that the same spot? That's right. Yes. So this time we don't want you know to, to a whole bunch of frogs to perish and a few to be carried over. Yeah. We just want to remove all the traffic so that they can do their migration on their own. So there's someone listening this morning, and they'd say, yes, I was one of those that were there with Alma. We were doing our best to save the frogs. These are the kind of people we're talking to this morning as we look at this story from the Green Times, how to build a successful career in the green sector. It starts with having a passion, uh, Alma, that you can turn into, uh, into something you can do as a career. Yes, so, so this story is essentially about the training of young people to be able to work in the biodiversity sector, and um, most of these ones are, I think, also university graduates, you know, mm. people with professional skills and technical skills yes. that are being further developed to have broader abilities because it is now important and, and, and um, employers are very aware that they need widely and holistically trained people. Mm. So we're talking about soft skills, you know, life skills, the importance of things like communication and teamwork um, and cooperation and to be good with people, interpersonal skills, to be able to listen, time management, empathy. All of these things are important in the world at the moment and, yeah. and it's not just the technical skills. So uh, what are some of, the, uh, some of the highlights out of this story? Talking about uh, someone there that's a Green Matter fellow, what on earth is that? Yeah, this is a company called Green Matter, and they really have these fellowships where people can go and get this this further holistic training. Um, and one can one can click on the on Green Matter and get more information. It's very interesting. They use um, a mentorship very strongly, and I might actually um, offer to help with that as well because Amazing. I've been a, a mentor and in the green world forever. I was even a life skills trainer in my in my youth, <laughs> and of course a life coach ever since. So yes. soft skills really is entirely my thing. So it's really just really the emphasize importance that people need to know themselves, they need to know their weaknesses, apart from learning to write proposals and presentations mm. and how to network properly and, and to work with mentors in their support and, and learn to be leaders. And yet I, I also want to emphasize that I would like to throw the net wider and say yes. this is not just for university graduates. This is essentially for anybody who wants to um, pursue their passion for the environment yes. 
and turn that into a career. And I think anybody can do that. It doesn't it doesn't matter if you couldn't go to university. I mean, this little frog story is just a case in point. You mm. know, anybody can actually just respond mm. to what they see. You know, there's a difference between reacting and responding, and I think that's really important here. I mean, when you react to stuff, you say, oh, why isn't the city doing something? And <laughs> so it's an mm. emotional knee-jerk kind of reaction. And when you respond, you say, okay, well, what can I do? And that's really what responsibility is about. So they're, they're little bits all over the place mm. where one can see things that are wrong and, and respond in a responsible way and do something yourself and gather a little group and make a little project and get funding if you need to, etc., and to move things forward. Alma, this isn't only a space, because when you think of green matters and then you think, okay, there's got to be a non-profit organization or it's got to be some kind of a, a, a situation where you've got to have to chase for funding and it's going to be difficult and it's always fundraising. I mean, those things exist and people do that well and have done that for years, but it's also an incredible entrepreneurial space, the green space. Absolutely. I mean, I, I always say the future is entirely the green economy. Mm. It's the only growing part of the economy. That is really, eventually the word green will fall away completely. It's just simply the new logical and sustainable way of doing things. So I also think one must bring this into whatever career you are in, mm. because you need to green up that space where you're working. You need to green up that which you're doing. Everything we do needs to benefit the planet. It either benefits or it dam damages, and, you know, one has to work that out, and then you can tweak what you're doing to also be aligned to your environmental um, principles and, and your moral principles, indeed. And even corporate companies these days, Alma, I mean, they're having to be more and more responsible, and very often they're not exactly 100% sure what they ought to do or how to do it because their focus is so different. And, you know, gone are the days where you could say, okay, let's speak to the marketing person. How much do we have in our CSI budget? Let's do something sensible that's going to help. And uh, uh, the, the, the point is corporates are needing uh, consultants. They're needing people there to guide them and, and show them the way to be able to run their own businesses responsibly. So there's even in the corporate world, it's an essential service. Yes, yes, you do get more and more sustainability consultants, which I've, I've also done myself, yeah. because the whole business needs to green up. So they have to go and look at their energy consumption and their waste and their water consumption and, you know, their impact on biodiversity. Mm. So there is nobody let off the hook now because we all want to move forward on this planet. So that's every, everybody's job at the moment. Yeah. Um, thanks so much for this story on the Green Times. Just to let you know, this is called How to Build a Successful Career in the Green Sector. And as with most of Alma's stories, uh, links all along to uh, send you through to uh, uh, different sites and opportunities to get more information uh, and have a look at all the other stories as well on the Green Times. Alma, thanks so much for connecting with us. Great hearing your voice this morning. All the best with your with your frog signs. Your number's not on there. It's not taking us. Your phone's going to ring off the hook at not home when the frog's number, in. No, it's an emergency <laughs> number. <laughs> but I organized the emergency response plan, so we will all be there as soon as that number is called. Wow. So just before you go, Alma, uh, when when does this migration take place? Will it happen again? Is it a yearly thing? Does it, when does it happen? When do you expect the next one? Well, the frogs haven't told us yet. So <laughs> we are. The, my frog whispering is not that good yet. So we don't know. Oh, you we don't, don't know. Um, I, I suspect possibly 
it will happen with the first range of, of the season, and that, which is when it happened in March. Because the place where they came from was part of Flay, yes. and at part of Flay they empty those dams in the summertime to control weed. So there, the, there was no water nearby. And then they come across the road to the, um, um, what is that thing across the road? Um, to the center across the road where, where there's always water. Okay. So, um, no, sanctuary, sanctuary dam, that's right. So we, we suspect that's part of the issue, but it wasn't the first time, and we don't know whether that is the reason or whether there's something wrong in the water on that side because they're very sensitive to pollution and things as well. So yeah. they might also just come across because there's better water on the other side of the R44. So we just we want to be ready so that this will never happen again. And if it happens, and if it happens, you know, it will be a safe passage mm. for the frogs, and it will also help our researcher to see exactly where they come from, and that will help us inform us how to create barriers in the future, so they can get through to the other side without crossing the road. That's the voice of Alma Pollard. She's the executive director of the Green Times, also an eco, eco consultant and coach, and she's just nice. And we love chatting to her on a Wednesday. You'll find this conversation as a podcast. Uh, listen to it again and share it on capepulpit.co.za. Thanks, Alma. Thank you. Have an awesome Green Wednesday. <laughs> this insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit capepulpit.co.za.